Well, we're in the season of Lent, and uh, for better or for worse, I'm going to try to do something during Lent that's maybe a little different, and that is to preach on the Mass and try to explain different parts of the Mass so that we can receive more from the Mass. That's the hope. We'll, we'll see. You can tell me after uh, Lent is over if it works. So today we're going to talk about the introductory rites and really one part of it, but the introductory rites uh, just simply stated are the entrance antiphon, so today's entrance antiphon, if we had said it, would be, when he calls on me, I will answer him, I will deliver him and give him glory, I will grant him length of days. So it's usually some little passage of scripture to help us meditate on today's uh, liturgy. Then we start with the sign of the cross, uh, which is a prayer in itself, an act of prayer and a prayer. Then there's the greeting, the Lord be with you, you know, uh, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There's a few different ones, but... Um, that's simply a greeting that we speak to each other um, in some sense on a deeper level than just, hey, how are you doing? It's more, how is your soul? What is your soul? That's why we say, and with your spirit. We're going to talk about the penitential rite, which is next, but I will omit that for now. Uh, during the seasons that are not penitential, we do the Gloria, which is just a hymn to God, a, a hymn of praise and thanksgiving. It's echoing the, the hymn that the angels sang on the night that uh, Jesus was born into this world. And then there's the collect, which is the opening prayer, the prayer that sort of collects the prayers of the people, and it's spoken directly to the Father, God the Father, on behalf of the people. So those are all parts of the introductory rites. The whole idea is to prepare us to celebrate the liturgies. Um, we even say that before we say the penitential rite, the priest will often introduce it by saying, brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves celebrate the sacred liturgies. It sounds kind of like a throwaway, a throwaway line, but it's really truly what we're doing. So the penitential rite, that's the part where we say either the confidier, which is the longer version, I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, and so forth. Or there's the tropes, which are the three uh, different, there's lots of different tropes, but there's three kind of asking or, or praying and asking God to help us. And then we say, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, and so forth. So that's the, that's the, the right, and it's a purification, right? It's, we're preparing to worship, we're getting ourselves ready to enter into uh, heaven. Nothing impure can enter heaven. So if we want to enter into the liturgy, into what is really happening here, we have to kind of throw out the baggage that's going to keep us grounded. You can't swim with weight on your feet, right? It just doesn't work very well. You stay at the bottom and you drown. So we don't want to drown, we want to swim. So we acknowledge our faults and... You know, we don't presume that we're worthy to be in God's presence, but we are asking God to help us, help us to have what we need so that we can enter into this worship. Um, you know, we, we could have the, there's lots of scriptural passages that might help us to have the right disposition. You can think of the story of Jesus that he gives the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee who are in the temple. And the tax collector says, have mercy on me, God, for I have sinned. So he's standing in that, that humble posture of just saying, I don't deserve to be here, but I'm here, and I'm asking you to help me and give mercy to me. Versus the proud Pharisee who stands at a distance and tells God all, how great he is and how, how worthy he is to be there. So we want to have that disposition of humility. Or we can think of today's psalm from David. This is the Psalm 51 that David speaks and prays and sings um, from his heart, as he recognizes he is, he's done a terrible thing. He's committed adultery with Bathsheba. He's killed uh, secondhand Uriah the Hittite as a way to try to, um, you know, cover up his sin. 
So he says, have mercy on me, God, in your goodness. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt. So these are words in scripture that we use and can think about and meditate on when we come to that penitential act. It's so quick sometimes, so short. We just jump right in. It's, um, it hits us right away. We're not always ready to really have that posture of, of humility and humbly asking the, the Lord to help us. It's a quick way of appealing to God's mercy to allow us to live, uh, leave behind the world because in a sense we are transcending, right? We are going somewhere. We are preparing to enter into heaven. That is what the liturgy is. We, as we celebrate the Mass, we are celebrating not just with those who you see in this room, but the angels, the saints, with God himself. And so we are entering into that worship of God and to worthily celebrate that mystery of the passion, death, and resurrection we want to prepare ourselves by removing anything that helps or that keeps us from transcending. Transcending just means to go to a higher place. When we think of the Mass, we are transcending what is natural, what we can see, and we're going to what we cannot see. We're entering into that. And if we want to be a part of that truly, we have to get rid of our sins. So confession, obviously, is most important. But then uh, the penitential act has a, has a way of removing our venial sins or just kind of clearing our clearing our slate in a sense, and getting us ready. So in the first reading we heard about Adam and Eve, they're hiding from God, right? So our sins, the things that keep us from, from seeing God, or God, in a sense, we try to hide from God ourselves. And so it's a way to remove those masks, remove those uh, things that we've used to cover ourselves, to reveal the state of my soul, to say, for better or for worse, here it is, Lord, this is who I am. And I acknowledge that I have sinned. I acknowledge that I've done wrong. And I'm asking you to help me to lay these things aside. So we're preparing to lift off. You might think of uh, a rocket ship that's going into, into the atmosphere. It needs to rid itself of anything that's going to be a barrier to that. Anything that ties it to the ground. You can think of a rocket ship. If it, if it had a chain holding it to the ground, it wouldn't get very far. It wouldn't be a good thing. And it's the same thing when our soul tries to ascend to God. If there's even the slightest, smallest sin mortal sin, that is, holding us down. We, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay here on the, on, on the earth. We're not going to transcend into heaven. So we want to prepare ourselves, get rid of any baggage that keeps us from transcending into the heights of who God calls us to be, how he invites us to be with him. So our attachments, our sins, our distractions, our preoccupations, all of these things we can set aside and center ourselves on what the Lord is going to do and what he is, in fact, doing here at the Mass. So we empty ourselves so as to have the capacity to receive. The Lord wants to encounter us. He wants to give us something here at the Mass. He wants to share Himself with us. But sometimes we are so distracted, we're caught up with all these different things, and so we don't, uh, we don't receive what He wants to give us because our hands are full. We don't have them open to receive. The three temptations of Christ which we saw today in our Gospel um, Different ways in which we, we all face these different temptations in different ways, right? So the first one, to fill ourselves with earthly, earthly bread. Rather, we are meant to open our hearts to receive the heavenly bread, the Eucharist. All the things that we hold on to in, to, in this life. To disregard God's commands, right? That's sometimes the temptation. Testing how close can I walk to that line of perdition. You know, there's that old saying, if you're asking what kind of sins, uh, how far, how close can I get? That's the wrong question, right? We don't want to ask how close can I get to that sin, but rather 
how can I love God? To love says, I, I will be in relationship and I won't harm that relationship. I'll do everything I can to maintain that relationship. And so when we sort of test God or sort of test our relationship with God and say, how, how mean and how disrespectful can I be before you'll actually kick me out? I mean, isn't that a horrible thing to say to God? Like, you know, I, I, I say that I love you, but I'm going to really just see how close I can get to not loving you and then see what you'll do. How about that, Lord? And it's not a nice thing to say to him. And finally, to fill ourselves with self-worship. You know, that's another temptation to worship ourselves, worship our own desires, our own uh, what we think is right. But to rather be focused on the worship of God, which is what we do at every Mass. When we have committed in some way these three sins or others, we deprive ourselves of that supernatural capacity to enter into the Mass fully. How many of us have said or even thought at times, I don't get anything out of Mass. It's so boring. It's so whatever, right? It's, it's uh, gosh, it's just, it doesn't do anything for me. Well, maybe it's because we haven't prepared ourselves. Maybe we haven't come with an open heart. Maybe we haven't disposed ourselves to really receive. What is it that God wants to share with us? Every Mass, it's an opportunity. Every time we come, it's an opportunity to kiss heaven, to be with the angels and saints, to be with God himself. And then are we aware of that? Do we see that? Do we understand that? Part of what makes Mass beautiful and rich is what we bring, how we prepare, how we enter into it. So the introductory rites of the Mass lay the foundation for our experience of the Mass. If we carry, if we can carry that with us in every Mass, if we can note that and remind ourselves of that, so that we are ready, it will change the way we receive Mass. It will change the way we pray the Mass. It will change what we receive in the Mass. If we come and prepare ourselves to truly worship, then we will get more out of it. We will truly enter the heavenly worship, which is available to us. We will have a supernatural experience. Now, O Lord, we beg you to grant us the union of our own sacrifice with the unique sacrifice of Christ in order to participate in full awareness, devoutly and actively in the liturgy of the Holy Mass. Grant us also the particular grace for which we ask in faith and love. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen.